0: See, that's my alteration of hello, everybody. This is Jerry from Toffee Blues USA, joined today by Jacob, also of Toffee Blues USA.
1: Jacob, how
0: are you doing, man?
1: Doing great. How are you doing?
0: I'm still struggling with the spiel, Jacob. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have not nailed down the words. Uh, yeah, there's so many others out there, and I can't use the same one as... Using for Toffee Blues, so yeah, I'm still working. If you have a suggestion, please send it to to at Jerry Gibson One on Twitter. Tell me your spiel suggestion. I'd love to try it. And hopefully it's not something really mean about me. All right, so (laughs) anyway, you'll remember Jacob from last time. He's the smooth talking gentleman who is not actually seated beside me, just sort of looks like he's seated beside me, because the magic of tech. The Internet. Yes. Yes. I don't fully understand it. I'm over 40, but I am learning the ways. Um, So, so, Jacob, um, just for FYI, for everybody out there watching, if Jacob seems distracted, he's watching one of his one of his one of his teams. He's watching Orlando City on a uh, one of his 11 televisions he keeps in his room where he can keep up with different football all around the world. And uh, he's simultaneously gracing us with his presence, giving up some of his time during a match, during a live match, in order to talk Everton with us. It's really
1: cool. Oh, love to be here, Jerry. <laughs> love it. Just love
0: it. I, l- I love the way you said that almost with a sneer. <laughs> you yeah, like, yeah. like, oh, to be here, Jerry. <laughs> 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 Which is totally fine. Uh, so, so you. Here- <laughs> So Jacob, um, so if you, right now Orlando is winning, so he's already done his like barbaric yelp. He's been yes. so excited. Uh, so we're starting off super positive, and and maybe in two minutes we will deflate uh, oh. when we, we talk about uh, last week's matches that happened. Uh, we uh, had a we played Southampton, and played Wolves. We'll talk about both of those. Uh, also uh, looking looking to the future because after last week. Just look forward, baby. Uh, Villa preview, it? we're going to talk about. We've got an upcoming match with Villa. And then lastly, uh, as this is, Toffee Blues USA, uh, something that's actually affects both. Uh, some transfer rumors cropping up recently about Everton actually being interested in one of the bright, young American players out there in the world right now, Weston McKinney,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, a center midfielder. We're going to talk about... Um, I don't know. if We're, we're just going to figure out the angles here. What are the angles? Is he a good fit? Is he a good player? Uh, is he is he uh, good energy? Yeah, he is. There's just a lot to talk about yeah. Weston McKinney. Yeah, he is, you know. Um, it'll bring, it definitely would bring some grit. Um, mm. He's not afraid to get in somebody's face, which is good. Um, yeah, we've got a, got a lot to say about Weston McKinney, so we'll talk about, about that fella. But for now, Jacob. Let's discuss this, uh, the the first match. And if you have recorded the Southampton match and have not watched it, this is your warning. It was a 1-1 draw with a team that's actually playing pretty decent football right now. Yeah, Southampton are playing very
1: decent football right now.
0: You know, they just drew with United, who is one of the hottest teams in Premier League in terms of results right now. Um, so they're not bad. So no. Take us through your opening thoughts on Southampton, and bear in mind, I know you have a lot to say, but this show can only last, you know, three hours, Jacob, so go. Right,
1: three hours. We'll keep it short. Yeah, keep it brief. Concise. First half, very bad. Very, very bad first half. There was Mm -hmm. a very poor penalty conceded. There was a couple chances that probably should have gone in. We were very lucky probably not to be down 3-4-0 at the half. But to one of the best assists of the season from Luca Dean, hooking up with a Charleston. Great finish. Saved us in the first half. At halftime, I don't know how closely you were watching, but at halftime, it feels like Carlo gets the tactical change right at halftime. The second half game looks a lot more controlled. Not to say we're going to score in the next 300 minutes, but... We look like we're act- We actually have a foothold in the game, and I think that takes us to a draw, lucky point. But it's a point.
0: Yeah, um, I think it's pretty safe to say that Southampton had most of the run of play. Um, Richarlison's goal—that was a spicy meatball, my friend. Oh, it's beautiful. That, that play from Luke, Luca Dean. I mean, that left-footed from beyond midfield. Just put an in, arrow. In stride and respect needs to be given to Richarlison for that first touch in the finish. The touch was perfect, perfect, yes. and and he had he, he did have two players around him, all right. Put it right there in front of himself and played it played oh set himself up perfectly just a just to slide it past the keeper. It was very nice, especially after that um, hobgoblin I think had scored their first goal. Or their only goal. Um, Yeah, that, yeah. That man seems to haunt our dreams. Danny Ings. Danny Ings. Everywhere. I was about to say bad words, but I'm trying to hold back.
1: All right. Good good job, Jerry. Yes. Um, But, yeah,
0: Ings scored a little earlier. Um, Charleston's goal was sweet. And, yeah, uh, pretty much normal – would you say was it four four two for the four four two the first half? Any kind of uh, shift in the second half?
1: Couldn't tell you exactly, but it, it feels like I, don't, I couldn't really tell you how. It just kind of feels like you know he got into him in, in the locker room at halftime. You come out in the second half, and it feels like there's a lot more getting to the ball. I felt like in the first half we sat back way too much and just let them kind of play onto us. Mm-hmm. So I think the shift to the second half, whatever it was, Carlo, was good. It was good. Do you remember the subs? Sigurdsson comes on in the 42nd minute for a hobbled Gomez. Sidibe comes on in halftime for a Wobi, And then Moise Keane and Bernard come on later. And, you know, just a throw it at him type thing.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Wow.
1: The Sidibe sub is what I was looking for. I couldn't remember who it was yeah. that came on at halftime.
0: Okay. Gotcha. He played
1: well. So it,
0: seemed like what, it seems like what we've got here then. Okay, so just to throw some stats out there, 39% possession for us, 61 for them. Misleading, though, every time. Never take yeah. possession stats as, right. as an indicator of how a game wins. Absolutely. Ew, no, okay. Uh, they had 16 shots to our 11, five corners to our three. These kind of stats do back up the fact that they probably did have a run of play. Yes. All right. But that's also sort of our thing right now. We're doing a lot of defensive positioning, trying to be trying to be a little more disciplined. So. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, yeah. uh, But at some point, I wonder about this kind of stuff uh, when we eke into the Wolves match. Does that generate a sense of complacency from our team? Are we disciplined enough to sit back? in formation and still have energy and still bring that energy because you'll notice our biggest problem over everything right now jacob is creation of chances right we're not creating any chances i see a lot of people talking about whether we need a striker right now and i'm kind of like eh i mean good to have be cool but right now we aren't giving our strikers really anything to work with
1: See, I, you know? I, I agree with that 100%. Cause I think we actually have, for the first time in a long time, a striking partnership that's good, not even mm-hmm. just decent. I think it's good, and I think it's only going to get better. They're still really young also. Keep that like, in mind. And, I, and I'm sure there's other players that could that could do a job that are out there, that are experienced. Oh, for sure. Um, and But let's
0: be honest, DCL uh, – not DCL. Richarlison is very clinical. He's he a clinical finisher. For the most part, he finishes a lot when he gets it in front of the goal. And the closer we get him to goal, the better. Uh, DCL, very aggressive. He has finished well this season. I wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily say he's come out, you know, guns blazing on the restart necessarily. But, I mean, uh, he has played well since Carlo came
1: in. He's looked the strong. Even, the, even like him being poor after the restart, I can almost attribute that to the, we're playing it out of the back, that kind of style, and we're sitting back waiting for teams to come on us. There's no sort of invention or creation going forward. Yeah,
0: sorry. Everybody, that's a signal for me to Jacob that I'm ready, to, almost ready to move on to the next discussion. It's very subtle. It's not because there was a gnat or a mosquito here in the room with me. It's a signal. It was entirely intentional.
1: Oh, my
0: Lord. Yeah, sorry, man. That was distracting as hell. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> it's like you're sitting there making a point, and I'm just like...
1: <laughs> wax, on, wax on wax yeah, on it's just ridiculous uh
0: issues what i should have done is just been a professional and just just ate the thing then everything's cool uh oh. so anyway but also what you're bringing up is also uh, a big part of that also could be lack of opportunities as well
1: right.
0: you know what i mean you could chalk that up to the same thing so I don't know, guys. Uh, I don't know. I said, guys. Like you are more than one p- human. I. Uh,
1: <laughs> I am me. We is he. <laughs>
0: we are Jacob. Uh, so, Behind my. <laughs> but but yeah. So I don't know, and, and I guess we. What we have is another sort of stale performance from us, for the most part, but right. not as stale as it could be. Speaking
1: of that. Mass forwarding.
0: If you we're able to witness what happened Sunday morning I'm sorry I'm right there with you Uh, so again if you recorded it I'm gonna say the score now three now they beat us yeah Wolves beat us it was not not close Uh, quick description of the first half ugly really ugly but you know what they didn't have many chances They didn't have any clean chances at goal and seemed like that's what we were going for. We started in like a three, five, two formation. All right. Um, Because that's what I mean. It's not far from wolves formation. They usually run that three in the back. And Mm -hmm. let's be frank. When you usually run three in the back, you're really running five in the back. right? Right. That's one of the things that always is actually the truth. And that's the thing. We were doing a good job of stifling attacks in terms of making sure that they're not getting anything clean on goal but we were creating nothing.
1: Mm.
0: Nothing. As soon as we had the ball, we gave it away or we passed it around in the most inefficient possession that I've seen, right? Yeah. And again, I was sitting there thinking, "Oh, let's be patient. We're we're being defensively stubborn." And we were. But what burst that bubble, man, was a penalty.
1: Yeah. Right foot in it. Right
0: yeah, and and I told I told my wife afterward. I, I, actually my wife and my and my kids they all they were all asking because they they were able to see that part. But uh, I told them I was like you know I've seen it called some games and I've seen it let go some games. It is what it is. So I was really angry that initial like you want to blame somebody for that mm-hmm. nonsense, but uh, I don't know if Luca Dean. It wasn't an obvious like hey. I've made a boneheaded tackle kind of thing, and do I think that the guy, who by the way is an electric player, is it Potence is that his name? Just a very live wire. Uh, he, uh, do I think he fell over after he realized that maybe he wasn't going to make the play? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think he made it worse. But that happens all the time in football now. It's just the way it is. Contact in the box. If you, and it was a little on. You could, you have to say, Lukoading. There was a little bit of clumsiness. on on the play. You know, this is just reality. I want to blame and go, Oh, referees, (laughs) you know, but I see that called all the time. Yeah. You know? Um, And honestly, you you can only deflect, deflect, deflect so much until the opposition cracks through. If you're not creating something. Agreed. Just build them up. You know, Um, our lineup was DCL, Richie up top, I'm going backwards. I normally like to go from the back. Pigford, Luca Dean, Yeri Mina, Michael Keane, uh, young, young Gordo, uh, Gordo. Gordon. I
1: don't
0: remember why I said that. It's some. It's a reference from a stand-up act or something. I'm an idiot. So, Kilfi Sigurdsson, Tom Davies, um, Walcott was back, uh, Leighton Baines was in, and DCL Richie up top. Um, uh, just a really... There's no creation, man. There was less creation uh, from that. And, and honestly, it, we'd only, it took us going to a four four two to get any creation.
1: Right.
0: But you know what that did? It just egged them on and gave them more defensive opening. Or, um, yeah, openings defensively. Right. Um, and, yeah, we did pick it up in the 60-somethingth minute. I, I thought there was a little improvement in play. We right. actually created some chances. But, man... No. no.
1: So, okay. I, Here's a question for you. that not, I'm not entirely sure how this ties back to our ability to create going forward, but I think there might be some sort of correlation, right? So, Mason Holgate has been out. Every game he's not played has been subpart, best, bad at worst. So, if I'm remembering correctly, it's 0-0. Zero, zero. gets hurt some Seamus Coleman comes on, I think. Does that sound right?
0: I'm trying to remember. I believe that is correct.
1: So I almost wonder if, since we like to play out of the back so much, if not having Mason Holgate back there with the Mina and a partnership that seemed to be doing really well is causing some hitch going to the midfield that is then causing some hitch going to the front line. That sounds really dumb as I say it out loud, No, but I almost feel like there, there has to be something there because Mason Holgate gets hurt and he's been hurt. And it's just, it's, it's a lot worse. It's, Mm -hmm. I don't even think it's a little, it's substantially worse and I don't see why. And I was wondering if you had any idea why.
0: I think it's, it's a valid question. I don't know if it's the answer. That's a valid question, because being a center back, one of the things when you when you okay, I said it like I said, like, I'm a center back. I'm not a center back. I've never played center back.
1: Gerald Mina.
0: Don't let. let, Yeah. Yes. No, man. So but as when you think about the position of center back, that's a better way to word that Um, playing out of the back. uh, We're on those goal kicks, which I know a lot of people hate when we play out of the back like that. But what we're doing is sucking their – bringing their attack forward to create right. openings, create holes, right? right? Because we have trouble creating. So right. what you're describing, uh, one of the things about center backs is having the ability to be able to slice through the lines sometimes, right. break the lines with their passes, if not every once in a while carrying the ball, right? See, and I, so I think, and I, think, I think you make a good point. Uh, I don't know if it's true. It's worth, it's worth thinking about though.
1: Because I think you're right about slicing through the lines, right? Because Michael Keane, for all of his qualities, is not as good as Mason Holgate when it comes to passing the ball forward, especially when there's pressure on the ball. Michael Keane under pressure is just simply not a good – he's not good passing, dribbling. Mm -hmm. He does not like the ball. He certainly does not like pressure on the ball. And I think Mason Holgate, because he can play in midfield, is almost like a little more use to there being pressure on the ball. So I think it's not always just a straight back to Jordan Pickford every time somebody gets in this bubble.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, and Mason Holgate is does have the ability to play forward. He's he's smaller. He's quicker.
1: Right.
0: He just he feels more like uh, a more forward player, you know, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why you mentioned, hey, what if we played him again in the midfield, which continues to crop up, by the way. I've seen other mm-hmm. people on Twitter suggesting I've that. I've seen that too. Um. So, I don't know. I really don't know the answer to that. Um, I don't either. Whether or not him playing... I mean, it could be communication on, you know, with the defense. It could be a communication thing to having, you know, Yerimina come in. But, I mean, I feel like Yerimina started with Keen many, many times. Right. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I I do think it's good to have one quick defender in there. Always. And when Yerimina becomes the quick one,
1: I it's, see a, it's that, a little tough.
0: You know what I mean? But yeah. let's let's be frank though. Their two goals, their first two goals, and you know, they, let's see. The first one was a PK, mm-hmm. a penalty. Sorry, I, I went all clear. I went all American and said PK. Oh, uh, you're right. <laughs> no, uh, but so there's that. And then the second one was a learning experience for our our debut player. Jared Branthwaite. Uh, I, I was really psyched to see him get some time. Me too. I, just, I hate, but it, but immediately, as soon as he came in, Dendonker, who he was, he was supposed to be marking, just gets a little flick and guides into the corner. And you're just sitting there thinking, holy crap, this game, you take your brain off for one split second and you get punished. Yeah. Especially from a player who you're thinking, oh, maybe he'll get a second to get his feet. No, not at all.
1: It was, a, it was a real <laughs> sink or swim situation.
0: Yeah, you know. So, uh, I'm psyched for him. I do think he's a he'll be he'll be he'll be okay eventually. Heck, he may play next game. Don't yeah. know. Um, depending on injuries, we'll see. But uh, just but uh, so so if Mason Holgate's in there, do they score that? I see,
1: mean, that's, what you, I mean. see yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I know because you don't you don't know. Yeah. So that, that's, that's the best center back in the world, is you know,
0: but so defensively, I think it's really tough to make calls like that, right? Where what what the actual question is, right? Which is the attack hmm. does make it Mason. What is Mason Holgate's effect on the attack? All right. right. And, and more specifically going even more specifically on the center mids.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is his effect on the center mids? Cause they look flat ever since he's been out. They look flat. They, and, and so, and th- let's, let's be frank though. Also, I keep, let's be frank. Let me be Jerry. No, dad joke. I know. <laughs> be true. Good one, Jerry. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> but this also comes in a run of, of type games. You know what I mean? As in like one game, three days, one game, three days, one game, yeah. three days. People are tired. Right. People are tired. People are beat. If you don't have a deep squad, and same players are playing the same games. I mean, the teams with less deep squads are getting punished for this schedule.
1: Yes. yes. The
0: way it is. And we're not deep. And we no.
1: sure as hell ain't
0: deep in the center mid.
1: Right. Position. We're not. And see, that's what I think happened to Andre Gomez. A lot of people have been really quick to write him off just because he has looked, let's be honest, not great. Yeah. But he's coming back from a horrible ankle injury we didn't even think we'd see him again until next season anyway Mm -hmm. and he's starting every game I just I have a hard time believing that he's just not worn down yeah you can say the same thing about Tom Davis Gilby Sigurdsson Mm -hmm. there's a lot of gripes toward both of them right now and Mm -hmm. they're they're not unwarranted either to say that but they're worn down it's a lot of games in a very short schedule and just like you said we don't have anybody to put in there so it's going to be the same couple people
0: and the only and the only argument against that is, you know what, other teams gotta deal with that too. Right. But is Wolves deeper than we are? You can make an argument for that. You could also make an argument there that they the players they have are cut out for the system they have. Right. We don't I don't know if you can say that about Everton right now. I agree. So they come in and they they can put in replacements that fit exactly what they want to do. Yeah. So I don't know, man. That was a rough one, man. That was a rough one. We went to uh, my, my like. There's a few training sessions that happen, like every once in a while on the weekend for my kids, uh-huh. and everyone knows we're an Everton family. I mean, there yeah. are there are there are days where we go to training and our whole family's wearing Everton shirts,
1: you know, because
0: yeah. it's like game day, which is probably sounds so ridiculous to some people out there. Oh, I'm no, sorry. no, no, That's we great. are just. We're just dorky Everton fans, you know what I mean? Like and we're a dorky Everton family and we're so fine with everybody like like at one point somebody actually said, "Did y'all mean to do that?" No, coincidence. <laughs>
1: what do you think?
0: <laughs> you know. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. Not again. <laughs> what kind of question is that. Uh anyway, but uh but yeah, I had several people come up to us and just go So about wolves, huh? Get away from me. Get away <laughs> Please from <leave>. me. <laughs> Somebody said it to Bennett and Bennett was like, I don't want to talk right now. I don't uh-huh. want to say anything about that game right now. You know what I mean? Like he's just Yeah. He just, uh, but anyway, it was it was it was rough. That was a rough one. That was see, I get the feeling there was some spirit against Southampton, but against yeah. Wolves it's as though it's as though we were just we already felt flat, we already felt uninspired, and then the score started getting lopsided, you give up a penalty and you give up a silly little slip at the beginning of the second half. Mm-hmm. And and it's not the way it should be, but one would think the Dementors had been like sucking away our, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, I just watched Harry Potter with my family, lay off. So <laughs> I did. Big of Harry
1: Potter guy. Yes.
0: Yeah. My my kids had never seen Prisoner of Azkaban, so we just finished it tonight. So
1: oh, I'm glad. I'm glad you're educating them.
0: Yeah, gotta gotta do it. We read the book first, and we own it. So cool. Good uh, good. Yeah, doing one and then the other. So anyway, back to football, soccer, you know that round ball kicking thing. So it was just it was rough. Wolves was. was a rough one. Rough performance. No we need to look for, look to the future though. So I'm gonna take this card.
1: There it Get is. Away.
0: Get away card. <laughs> next next look to the future look to villa okay uh, so Tom Hanks's favorite team eh? a nah. eh? Huh. Um. so we do like T Hanks we like we like Tom Hanks he's oh, cool. love Tom Hanks but and, and you know what there are times where I'm like uh, I don't I don't absolutely mind the villa you know what I mean there are times where I don't mind the villa I but agree. I feel like op- opposition fans hate hearing that stuff. They're like, yeah. oh, you mean we're not a threat? You know how many times people go, you know, I like Everton okay. I'm like, shut up. You're only saying that because we're cause we're not beating you all the time right now. Agreed. When we beat you, you will hate us. You jerk. See, I'm kind of in the
1: same boat with Villa too. I was I was talking to my girlfriend the other day about the relegation battle at the bottom and she, you know, I'm just ranting on and on and on. And I'm like, you know, out of all these teams down here, I would really like to see. Villa stay up. Love the manager. I think they have a solid group of players. Yeah. All yeah. the other ones. Mm, mm, bye.
0: Well, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I always bring back to. You. Uh, I will. I'd be curious to talk to the guys who who like go the game and like experience the fans, and they're kind of like, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> 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 no, really, they drop like they like tell me. All these stories are like, no, you don't really want to like their, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm always curious as to what somebody like, uh, you know, Max and John and Terry and Paul and right. James and Jordan and all those guys who go all the games and everything. They'll be like, I'm curious what they say. But for Living now. Living
1: our dream, Jerry.
0: You know what I mean? Just, yeah. Just want to go to one
1: damn game. Living our dream, Jerry.
0: So, all right. Let's talk Villa. 19th place. 19th place. Uh, 8, 6, and 21 with 30 points. It has not been Mm -hmm. the best season, uh, their first season back in the Premier League. However, most recent match, 2-0 win over Palace. That happened. Uh, Before that, they lost uh, 3-0 to United. Before that, 2-0 loss to Slitherpool. Mm. Okay? So, yeah. Or, you know, the team that plays in the arena that smells like pee. Um so uh with Villa uh, uh, Trezeguet scored both their goals uh against Palace. I yes. Thought that was interesting. Um potential lineup. I mean, have I watched Villa every single match? No. But I did a little research here. Oh, look at uh, Pepe Re- Pepe Reina starting goal. Mm-hmm. them. Interesting. Ageless wonder Pepe Reina. Yes. Um yes. uh Target, I think, is healthy. I think Taylor uh, dealt with an issue, an injury issue. So I think Target's coming in on the outside. Uh, Mings, who's actually been a pretty solid center back, actually got... Linked with Everton. Just, yeah, I, I'm wondering how true that is. Soft
1: link. Soft yeah, link, soft link. Tabloid link. link. Uh,
0: and a player who we've also been been linked with, Kansa, in the past. Mm-hmm. He's uh, possibly going to start at the other center back. El Mohamedy. On the outside, and then uh, going across the center, Hurahan, Douglas Luis, uh, McGinn, and then uh, up top, kind of like in a three-player, three-pronged attack with Grealish, Samada, and Trezeguet. Um They do shift more formations every once in a while. They'll go, yeah. you know, 4-1-2-1, one, one, you know, something like that. And then I think in the last match, they went 4-3-3, three, three. so they'll switch mm-hmm. it up sometimes. Uh, Dangerman, I think you you got to go with Jack G- Jack Grealish and Krasicki, you know mm. right off the bat. Um, so what do you think about Villa uh, when you first think about about them? And uh, I mean right now it's another re- it's a relegation threatened squad who has something to play for, and we don't.
1: I think it's a dangerous game, right? Just because of what you said, they're fighting for their lives. And if you look down their fixture list, you see the last game of the season, last day of the season, West Ham. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. So. Made a couple signings. Didn't work out. Wesley, first and foremost. And also, I think he scored against Everton last time we played them. My, yeah. <laughs> <and sighs> just been touted as a flop. Of course, bagged one against Everton. You he know, did, I think. How that you sounds, do you is do? That, is that right? Did he actually? I'm almost right. sure. I'm I think almost you're sure. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But... Anyway. You know, I mean, it's on paper. It's a game that we should probably be winning. But when you're not playing for anything and they're playing for everything, it's tough to tell. Do you think this is a game where he
0: messes around a little bit?
1: Or do you think it's a game where he's like,
0: nope, 4-4-2?
1: I mean, that kind of depends on if you think that he has the player personnel to mess around. I mean, if I were him, I would be throwing Ellis Sims in. Brantley would be starting. Anthony Gordon would be starting. Keen would be starting. Joe Virginia would be starting. Kieran Dow would be coming back from Wigan, and he'd be starting. Oh gosh, but I mean, it's, there's only so much you can do. I think. Here's the thing: if you stick with a four-four-two,
0: you're trying to get. I mean, theoretically, you want to you want to have a strong finish. Yep. Every place higher on the table is more money. Mm-hmm. Right, more TV money. Right? Yeah. And also this is also like figuring out some momentum coming up for the mm-hmm. next season. You finish with with a whimper and it's just it's not You know what I mean? I agree. Eh. Uh so is this the kind of thing where you're like, "You know what? Uh we're struggling in the center of the park right now. So maybe we we give you know Adneron, or...
1: Benny Beningamy. Or even.
0: Beningamy, Give one of them a shot. Yeah. Uh, obviously not both at the same time. <laughs> and if you're going to give one of them a shot, you need to play them with a player that complements them. So if you're throwing Beningame in there, I feel like you need a player, a, a composed, you know, a, a, you know, somebody like a, like an Andre Gomez, if he's healthy. Right. Which Agreed. he might be. We don't know. Hopefully. Um, I'm sure. assuming he is... Some one of the websites I just checked said we're expecting him to play, but okay. I don't know. I don't know. that could be wrong. This may not be like the, the somebody with their pulse on the finger on the pulse of everton. So hard to say. Um, but I know for this is one of those instances where as fans, we're dying to see some of these other players get a look because we don't think the team is that far away. yes. We see goal scorers who can score. We yeah. see some center backs and some outside backs who are performing well. Mm-hmm. And we've got the—I'm uh, not going to say the wingers are in place, but we've got a natural uh, a player, a natural player to play on the left in Bernard, and a natural player to play on the right in uh, in Walcott. Mm-hmm. Right? Things could happen for a while. Those players were starting. Yes. Now Bernard's not been playing great when he gets in. But mm-hmm. I think you got Gordon probably playing over there in, in, instead. That's not too bad, right? So I feel like we're close. So the idea of just saying, you know what? Davis didn't play great last match. Let's just possibly put him in later. Maybe throw him in mm-hmm. you know? Sigurdsson has not been terrific. He's been, you know, the pass-back master. Yes. You know? Uh, nobody's going forward. And that's one of the things about Anthony Gordon you saw. He's so young and arrogant, and, and he's going forward a lot. Yes. Or he's trying to, anyway. Right. Because um, he's not jaded yet. Mm-mm. He's not <laughs> like, well, let me just mi- not make mistakes yet. He's in there like, I will show what I can do. So the idea of putting in another player to be like that, mm-hmm. but beside a composed head who's not going to take too many chances? It's not the worst idea. You know? So, do I think it's going to happen? No, I do not. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think it's worth talking about.
1: And see, I think, okay, so you mentioned final placement of the season. I just happened to pop over and look at the table. Five points off Burnley and 10th, probably not happening. But then you look down the table and 14th, only three points off. You're right, big, dude. Big gap between 14 and 15. but You're right. Dude, we could finish 14th. Well, and the thing
0: is, like, I don't think the finish of our season is is a s- bunch of strong teams. No, no. Like, I think these are these are teams. Like, if we actually, you know, hit a hit a streak where we're not doing stupid stuff, then, uh, you know, we should be okay as long as we have a little spirit. But that Wolves game doesn't inspire confidence.
1: No, it's all. Villa at home, United away, Bournemouth at home. So, two of those. Winnable,
0: but they're also relegation.
1: Bournemouth, uh, another team that might might already be relegated come the final day. True, something to keep in mind. True, for sure. Right now,
0: nobody wants to play United, though. Just no, no. Their front three right now is, damn. That's what yes. I'll say. Anyway, what are you thinking, uh, lineup wise?
1: Um, have you heard on Mason Holgate being fit or not? He's, he he no. hasn't been practicing yet. Still. No, um, we're going to have to make some assumptions right?
0: and disclaimers <laughs> where we say, I think
1: this player
0: is going to play if he's healthy. If not, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, so that's what I've written down, actually, is done that.
1: So. Because, yeah, just looking at the back line, even you've got Holgate and Mina that are both doubts as of the moment, I think. Yeah, I don't think – I think Mina,
0: having been more recently injured – Uh I I would immediately put him out saying he's not going to play.
1: I have more confidence in Holgate playing.
0: So then look, then you
1: have, (laughs) you have Luca Dean playing left back, right? You have Michael Keane, last man standing survivor. And then Holgate, hopefully Branthwaite, If not, I wouldn't mind that. Throw him in there. See what he can do Mm -hmm. right back. Seamus Coleman, not Sidibe. Um, mm, Sorry. Anthony Gordon up here. Tom Davis. Andre Gomez, if he's healthy, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, Theo Walcott over here. And then Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison up top. I'd still like to see Richarlison play on the wing with Moise Keen up top. I've accepted it's not going to happen. So I see that Theo Walcott is probably more likely. Yeah. Uh, for some reason,
0: Richarlison doesn't play on the on the right too much. He, no. he plays on that left to be able yeah. to score goals because that, with that cut in and use that right foot. Um, I mean, I got some similar stuff here, man. Uh, Pickford, who... We do need to say something really quick.
1: Yeah.
0: Not having the cleanest games lately.
1: No. A lot of mistakes. Okay?
0: Almost bobbled one into the goal and then did some weird, like, stick his tongue out, which I guess yeah. that's something people do sometimes when they're nervous. They go, ah, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. But it came across, eh, not really the best timing. Right. I don't know if fans were totally in love with that gesture. Whatever. Um, but uh, I don't think he's lost his starting spot. No. Um, not even close. I agree with Luca Dean, either Branthwaite or Holgate, uh, Keane, Coleman, Gordon. I think Sigurdsson may get the start over Davies and Gomez be in there. And if Gomez is still hurt, then Davies will be back. I just thought out of the two between Sigurdsson and Davies, I almost thought Davies had like even worse game.
1: It's just such a toss-up of bad.
0: I know. It's just – Pick your
1: Poison. I want to – I don't know.
0: I'm just trying to figure out how much to blame the players. To, that's always I feel a like, thing, right? Yeah, that's the thing, though. I mean, we, we immediately jumped to the players, but honestly, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Do we just immediately I, – I, I want to see another player sit in there to see if it's a system systemic thing, if yeah. it's in our system – the way we're playing right now, if it's so, but yeah, uh, do I have a hunch we're seeing a lot of, you know, backwards passes from Sigurdsson and Davies right now? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But um, Gomez, Walcott, DCL Richarlison, what do you think the score will be?
1: Oh, uh, draw.
0: What's the one score? One. Me too. One, one draw. Been reading my card, kid. <laughs> Alright, enough of this. I think we've talked this one to death. Whoa. Landed right on my note card pile. Boom! What a what a throw. Boomerang. Alright, so on to a potential transfer. We don't know how real this is. This no. could be just lies, clickbait. Trying oh, but to I get Americans to, to click talk on.
1: about it.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. See, I've, I've just been, I'm one of those people who's sort of obsessed with the transfer window. Me That's too. actually one of the things that really got me in love with Everton was was actually like tracing transfer rumors. Oh, like yeah. Me too. Going to message boards upon message boards, never posting because I'm very uh, insecure. <laughs> I have social anxiety. And so oh, the idea good. of just going in there and going, hey, I'm some guy who doesn't know anything. Let me throw my weight around. That's just not my thing.
1: I'm similar to you because, you know, I started out in the MLS as an Orlando City fan. So I go over to Everton and the first transfer window that I really actually followed was the Sandro Ramirez, Davy Klaassen – what a window!
0: What a crazy window!
1: Yeah, I was convinced Sandro Ramirez was gonna score twenty goals in an Everton shirt. Me too. <laughs> you know. Me too.
0: I know. Ooh. I was. I was completely in on it. I was. Oh, yeah, me buying in the Steve Walsh train. Uh-huh. I was like, this Sandro gonna be his new Jamie Vardy. This is happening. Yeah.
1: At the time, I, it was like a, a really, really, it. I gotta
0: really, gotta say it. business. I was dumb. Oh, me too. Yes, I was wrong. Hmm. <sighs> Anyway, yeah, it happened. Yeah, but I freely admit it. Uh, the <laughs> rumor, the rumor now, though, sir, uh, fellow American Weston McKinney, yes, uh, on the on the payroll of Schalke at the moment in the Bundesliga. It's been there for a while. Interesting mm-hmm. little journey this guy's had. Um, his family moved uh, to Germany when he was young. When he was like five or something. Right. And uh, he has, he had like older brother or something. So he ended up getting picked up by a local club, played there for a while, played up two years, by the way. And then moved to, moved to Texas where he played for FC Dallas's Academy. Yes,
1: he was an Academy kid in FC Dallas.
0: Yeah. And then he was like on the brink of, do I sign a homegrown contract with FC Dallas or do I sign for UVA? Cause he almost played for Virginia college right. ball. Apparently that was a thing, and then he's like, you know what? Let me visit, let me visit Germany, because Schalke is interested. And the article that I was reading basically said that he was—he just fell in love with the stadium, and mm-hmm. immediately was just like, this yeah. is it. Um, he, hes a weird player. Okay, here's why: because when you watch him play for Schalke, when I watched him play in the past, mm-hmm. this may have been before uh, Wagner took over. But he played everywhere. You would routinely see him play in the back, or you would routinely see him play near the top. Mm -hmm. It could be anywhere on the field. And I was just like, what are they doing with this kid? (laughs) You know, he just, he's such a utility player. He can literally do it all, he can do anything. Right. right? And I was like, what a great kid. You know, he's got to be. Mm -hmm. And he's just sitting there, like willingly saying, do what you want. Oh, I will yeah. do, I will play where you want me and I am down with it.
1: And it almost you know? seemed like when that was happening, because I remember what you're talking about, it almost seemed yeah. like they didn't quite know where he was best at. So like, Hey, we're going to try here. We're going to try here. Try over there. See what you I like. Was, it was weird. At. It
0: was, it was like, it was like two things were happening. Number one, they were plugging holes they didn't have. Uh huh. They had injuries and they were like, we're going to put this athletic kid somewhere
1: mm-hmm. and
0: he's good enough. He can make do there. You know right. what I mean? But also the other thing, one of the things with developing kids, especially at a young age, but I, I assume at that age, too, because he's still young. At that time, he was like 20. Now he's 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing them in different positions, developing different skill sets, devel- de- developing different different uh, uh, moves, de- devel- developing different ways of thinking, being against the line, having to play against the line right there or playing wide open space. just. Yeah all that kind of stuff is just good developmentally. So they could have been developing the kid too. Yeah. They could have literally been doing both those things. It could be either one. Uh, I can't imagine they're sitting there. I, I I bet they're rationalizing it right
1: now saying it was both. <laughs> just like Calvert-Lewin at right wing back. Correctly. Oh yeah.
0: That's what we were doing.
1: Right. <laughs> wink, Utilizing wink. his many skills. Wink, wink. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he's a bigger
0: guy. Weston McKinney's a bigger guy than I thought. Yes. He's six foot one. I didn't realize that. I actually. Oh, thought I did not he realize you like, was six one. Well, okay. It's what he's listed as. hmm He looks shorter to me on the field.
1: Okay. Could be exaggerated.
0: Maybe. Hey, you know how they do that sometimes. Um right. But I don't know. Uh, 185 pounds. He's a stout kid. He's not. I wouldn't say he's like massively built or anything. But I mean, he's kind of. I mean, he's got kind of a tenacious vibe to him when you see him play.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, not address a gay tenacious. I do not yeah. want to tell you that. No, no. he's not. Uh, he's a number eight. He's a number eight for the most part. You see where he play, he'll play uh, farther up or farther back sometimes. Mm-hmm. But really, his game is both. Yeah. You know, he can carry the ball. He can make passes. He's good defensively. But you see him frequently playing forward, often for the US national team. He does both. He's not yes. a goal scorer, um, but he's not. A, if we bought him to be like a scrappy six, that's not the purchase. Mm-hmm. So, my question for you, Jacob: Yes. Is he a fit for what we need and how we might use him? Okay. So, and there's one other question I have to follow that up. So,
1: So just looking at it, just looking at stats really quick, just a quick rundown. This season, 28 appearances, three goals, eight yellow cards. Likes the yellow card. Um, I don't think having that sort of Swiss Army knife type midfielder would be the worst thing, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, not at all. What do we got to lose? But at the same time, you have to keep in mind he's young. He's been playing in a Schalke team that have struggled very, very badly. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to buy him with. It in mind that he right away is not going to be somebody you can plug in the 11 every week and he's going to be able to control games from the midfield yeah like you can't have the when we signed andre gomez expectation that he's going to be the anchor Mm -hmm. because i just i don't think that's really realistic i think you sign him to be a squad player at first Mm -hmm. and hope that he develops into a starting 11 caliber player but um
0: you know and is that the type of purchase we're making right now
1: See, because that's, that's where I was about to go with that also is do you want the developing player right now or do you want the more Elon type, 28, 29 years old, maybe not a three or four year future, but like plug him in now as a world class talent, more immediately fixes the issue, the very, very apparent issue. Yeah. So It's hard because... It is. It is. It's difficult. Because,
0: because right now... We're at a weird part right now, okay? The market is strange. With coronavirus and all that stuff, the market is very weird. Yes. Okay? Yes. And I think I I saw a story on a very popular YouTube uh, channel. Uh, I'm not sure if it was Tifo or DW Kickoff. One of those, they had a story about the market. Uh Yeah. Okay? And about how it's going to be strange. Yes. And there's going to be a lot of loans
1: mm-hmm.
0: and a lot of lower level deals that are not—they're cheaper than they normally would be. Right. Okay? Now, having said that, the very first deal that I paid attention to this summer was the big Barcelona, Juventus, Pjanic for
1: Artur. Ar- yeah, for Ar- Artur.
0: Uh, Just nuts money.
1: That's uh-huh. not what I was
0: expecting to see right out of the gate. I got to no. be honest um but i heard about you know our our deal, our deal with gabriel sort of mm-hmm. you know we had an agreement with player and with team and then covid happened and now supposedly we don't want to pay that much of a fee i saw that you know Unfortunate. what i mean like like that that sort of fits with that trend about the market you know what i mean yeah. so i don't i don't know man the idea of getting a ready made player in alan
1: yeah he's older um he's good but that's just a plug-in and control your midfield signing. You know exactly you what you're getting. You immediately know
0: what you're getting. Yes. Yes, he hasn't played in Premier League, but guess what? Italy, when it comes to those central central positions, usually the players are stout enough and they can handle Great. themselves. I think, to be fair, I will say, Weston McKinney I think is physical enough to play in this oh, league. Oh, I do too. Absolutely. I think he is the most physical of the young American crop of players. You know what I mean? You look at him, and, uh, I mean, I one of the biggest th- knock on Pulisic right now is his injuries. Kid, mm-hmm. Kid's phenomenal. He's playing so fast. He looks so oh, good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <but> <laughs> Excellent. He's still d- dealing with the physicality of the league.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: think there'd be less of a curve for Weston McKinney on that. Yeah. I'm worried more about his ability to adapt and to be able to uh, mentally uh, plug in and play and, and, and be effective right out of the gate. I worry he'd be more development than we need. And I don't know if we can afford to buy two center midfielders that are very similar.
1: You know? Cause also you got to keep in mind, we still have Gabamin just kind of hanging out in the wings and Gabamin and Weston McKinney are similar. I mean, they're not exactly the same type of player. I think Gabamin's definitely way more of a, played to back kind of guy yeah but it's the same kind of you know good came from Mainz mm-hmm. Westman Kinney is coming from Schalke and not to generalize but I think the knock on players in the Bundesliga is coming over and like you said it's transitioning to a quicker game a more physical game mm-hmm. and you just don't know for sure yeah and I think that's don't. the issue uh, who would you pair him
0: with if we were to buy him? Is it him and Andre Gomez in the middle?
1: Yes, I think so. I yeah. think if you're gonna sign him, sticking with Andre Gomez.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know the player he reminds me the most of Ooh. that we have already, except maybe he's a little faster. But I'm saying that just because it way it looks on TV, but I don't know if it's actually true. He reminds me a lot of Tom Davies. See, I thought you were going to say him, but then I was like, hmm. I feel like he hmm. just – they they both are – to be honest with you, say what you want about Tom Davies. He's a smart kid. Right. He's a smart kid. He's a professional at that Agreed. age. Okay. Do I think he's going to unlock defenses? No. But do I think he's decent with a one-touch pass for the most part? Yeah. You know, I think – and and but I do think Weston McKinney has maybe more ability – and I say maybe just because I haven't seen him in the league yet I, to carry the ball forward, to carry the ball forward, you know, which is something I feel right now we lack in a center midfield player. I agree. Carry the ball forward if you need to, you know, be able to turn. Got a guy on your back, got to turn. Got to unlock it somehow without just.
1: turn. You,
0: you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And now I've officially gotten old. I'm saying turn in natural conversation. Damn it. I'm sorry. Sorry to everybody. But I do think it's important for a, a center mid player to be able to do that. And we just do a lot of this play the way you're facing. And a lot of times that's a healthy thing to do, to be fair. I hear or you, They used to say it sure. all the time to me when I was yeah. playing. And I hear it said to my kids all the time. Hell, I say it to my kids all the time when they're playing. <laughs> Um, you know, and so I get it, but there are times when you need a player to be able to do something spontaneous and that's the problem. We have nothing spontaneous. And the only time we have spontaneity is sloppy thread, the needle passes that do not hit their mark.
1: Jerry, I'm going to be honest with you. What? I do not think at this point in time, Weston McKinney would be a good signing. I I hate it. I hate it so much. I tend to agree with you. I hate it so much. I absolutely adore Weston If we yeah, if I we think... bu-
0: if we buy him, I think I get a jersey and I'm super happy because I think oh, he's thrilled. He I think he's one of the best young American players right now. Period. He's yes. amazing. I want my I want my kids to watch him. He's a role model for my kids. Mm-hmm. Young American kid who works his tail off. You know what I mean? I just worry we need a more ready-made thing right now.
1: Right, and I was about to say, I'm not saying that he is not a fantastic player because I think in two, three, four years he has top echelon midfield potential. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's even a question. I but like you said, it's right, we need right now kind of drastic improvement and you know. Yeah. Are we willing are we willing to splash cash and let him sit for a while?
0: But if if, you know, as you pointed out in our group chat earlier, now that there's no more financial fair play we just buy all the players, you know, <laughs> and then we'll be made an example of because that's what everybody likes say, to do. I was gonna to say, us. like
1: you said, as soon as we're a dollar over, we're banned from Europe for ten years.
0: So because that's what they do. That's what they of do course. to us. They're like, they're like, oh, we know five players have simulated, and and fooled referees into penalties. But no, let's pick on Omar Nias because he hasn't suffered enough.
1: <laughs> Omar, Omar. <laughs> yeah.
0: So. And really, that was just picking on us, which was just yes. oh, that was crap. It that was. was. So I remember that. Oh, and then oh, and then uh, Carlo gets a touchdown. Gets sent dad. off
1: for talking after the yeah. game. but
0: but you know what? You got you got Robert Robertson and uh, that that blonde-haired coach that they have with the glasses. That guy, whoever that guy is, um, yeah,
1: yeah. that
0: guy. Uh, he, that, that, that guy. He he can go and he lights officials up, dude. When they mm-hmm. lose or draw. He lights them up and it doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. So that's the thing. I want to get to a point where we're not the example anymore. That's the problem. It's the same problem that we had before, man. When people are like, I don't mind Everton. (laughs) You think you're being nice right now. Mm -hmm. You're just putting daggers through my heart. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. The FA feels the same way. They're like, Oh, well they're not. They're okay. They're just, Ban them, you yeah. know. You have to do the same thing. So, yeah. So if it's feasible to purchase both him and Alan, I'm down yes. with that. Yes, please. I think he'd be a he'd be a great understudy, and I think he could play some serious ball for us. Absolutely. But eventually, sadly, we need him now. Good Weston, if you're watching, we love you. We want you at Everton. We do. I was just, I always just assume they're all watching. Which is hilarious.
1: Yeah, Western McKinney.
0: Yeah, he's just hanging out.
1: Oh, my name's on this
0: video. Let me watch this <laughs> long gray-haired guy <laughs> with the cigarette shirt. He must be from Iceland. No, not nearly that cool, sorry. Uh, all right, man. Well, uh, that's that's it. All right. Uh that's we, and I'm spent. Uh, we've we've finished our, our topics for today uh jacob thanks so much for being on appreciate it good to talk to you again hopefully you're uh, good luck with orlando city hopefully you uh for your sake i hope you get a win Uh, uh, i don't have a favorite premier league or mls team yet um but charlotte gets a team super soon
1: i know you're excited about that yeah what are you hoping the name is
0: Man, I like the idea of Charlotte Athletic for some reason. Everyone says they want Charlotte Town. I was about to
1: say I like Charlotte Town.
0: See, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like the thing I wanted was Queen City, because I thought Queen City, uh, Queen City FC or something like that would have been different and unique. Mm -hmm. Or you know, but you know, and it's always FC or SC or anything you know or United or something like that. But yeah, man, I don't know. I think. I think it's going to be Charlottetown. That's what I think is going to happen. But I like the idea of Charlotte Athletic just because town, I don't know, makes a lot of sense with the biggest city in North Carolina. <laughs>
1: that's Okay, that's fair. That's fair.
0: You know what I mean? It's just a logic thing for me. Um, yeah. But Whatever. What do I know? Uh, oh, yeah. And by the way, Jacob, do you have like a supporters group that you're a part of? Uh, like a Blank Toffees?
1: I do not, but there is a Nashville Everton supporters group that I actually was just in contact with today after I learned about them for the first time. So, oh, cool, based out of Franklin, which is actually where the misses is from.
0: So, they're the Nashville Toffees? Yes. Okay, cool.
1: Well, they meet in Franklin.
0: So, I've got the group that I have not... I've only met a few guys with, uh, the Carolina Toffees. Okay? Mm-hmm. So giving shout outs to both those groups because those would be our respective groups. If, um, if, if I weren't so shy,
1: shy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do
0: want to, I want to, I do want to figure out how to get the, the gumption up to, to meet with those dudes in Charlotte and like drive down to Charlotte and watch at at their cool Charlotte bar. You know, (laughs) be really cool. If you know, coronavirus becomes less of a thing. Hey, Hey, how are you? Anyway, so shout out to Nashville Toffees and the Carolina Toffees. Hopefully, we can eventually start talking more with other other groups out there. And if you're a supporter in those areas, you should totally follow those groups on Twitter and yes. on Facebook, and meet up with them and hang out and yeah, watch games because that's awesome. Um, you should also check out the Toffee Blues website. There is there is there are ample bits of Everton content on there, cool. and Lots sometimes of fun little its on there. Sometimes it's even made by that guy. I don't know if he's on that side or that side. But over here. (laughs) Jacob's a uh, contributor to the Toffee Blues website. And so are a lot of our other friends that we record with on the other shows. They're cool guys. Uh, So check that out. Also follow the Toffee Blues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, You know what? I even think there's a LinkedIn account. I'm not even kidding. I think there's a LinkedIn (laughs) account. For real. So if you want to link up for business, LinkedIn Connections. Synergy. Synergy. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I learned about that in economics 30 years ago. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, but that's the end of the show. Thanks so much, Jacob. Appreciate it. Um, Absolutely.
1: Much,
0: much love to everybody out there. And if you end up needing a cool uh, book for your kids, Randolph the Christmas Moose came from Toffee Blue Show. Check it out. I wrote it. And even though a red illustrated it, it still could be okay.
1: okay. Good books.
0: So anyway, that's a thing. So check it out, please. And uh, much love to everybody. Uh, that's it for the show. Um, uh, Jacob, I'll talk to you next time. And yeah, man, we'll uh, – yeah, that's it. Yeah, so it is. C-O-Y-B. C-O-Y-B. So it is with the kids type in the Twitter. All right, everybody, see you later. Bye-bye. I'm going to throw the card now. Good night.